0: Hey there, it's Liston from Modern Sales, and today I have a rebroadcast episode. It's about diversifying and de-risking your exposure to large accounts. Now, if you've been in services for a while or selling for a while, you know that having large accounts is a fantastic thing. It gives you the opportunity to service large companies, they often have bigger, more complex problems. There's often a lot of strategy involved in addition to the execution that comes with a large account. But the downside, of course, is you're often not exposed to all of the people who are using your services. You're only exposed uh, sometimes to one person, um, usually a few people, but usually you have a champion, someone who really, really believes in you. And that person is critical to you, not only having the rapport to service the account, but also to have a way in now and in the future. And so it presents a significant risk in many cases, because you may have limited exposure to that account, which means increased risk. And in today's rebroadcast, I'll be telling you some ways to diversify and de risk your exposure to large accounts so that you don't have to make the mistake, or at least you can do your best to avoid all of the problems that come with these really, really large accounts. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode, and I hope you enjoy the rebroadcast. Welcome to Modern Sales a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and salespeople looking to have more and better conversations with your perfect clients. You'll get a healthy scoop of psychology, behavioral economics, and sales studies to help you create win-win relationships. I'm your host, Liston Witherall, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Modern Sales. Big accounts are fantastic. They add a logo to your website. They give you all kinds of opportunities to upsell and cross-sell and do different things, but they also present a significant risk. Now, according to David C. Baker, who's the author of The Business of Expertise, among lots of other books, he claims that there is a large percentage chance that you or any other business will disappear if 20% or more of your revenue is tied up in a single client. Now, If you're an individual, this is really tough to diversify with more than those sources. I actually just did a look back at my 2018. I'm recording this as of December 7th. And this calendar year, I've been paid by 26 different people and companies. That obviously gives me a little bit of breathing room because if I lose any individual client, not that big of a deal. But the pressure to acquire is greater. So like everything in life, it's full of trade-offs. But if you have a big account, let's say 20% or more of your revenue, and in many cases, it's going to be like a third or even 50%, which is pretty scary. But if you have an account like that, there are a couple things that you can do to diversify within that account. So I'd still highly encourage you to go out and find other accounts and decouple your business from someone else's business, that's a great thing to do, right? Because you're going to see the dividends of that if you continue to do it. But if you're in a situation now where you are dependent on a large account, I want to give you some tools and strategies in order to de-risk that as much as possible. Because, I mean, let's be honest, your contact at that account, they could leave, their priorities could change internally. I live in Portland, Oregon, and one of our largest companies, Intel, laid off I think something like 10% of its workforce, which is fairly normal. And if you look into the data, it's pretty clear. I don't know why I said data just now. I always say data. If you look into the data, it's pretty clear that even when unemployment is extremely low, which it is right now, 3.9%, of course, how they measure unemployment is a whole nother topic, but we won't cover that now. But right now, unemployment is extremely low by pretty much any historical measure. And even in times of really low unemployment, companies will go and lay off significant portions of their workforce. And the larger the company you're working for, the greater the chance that they're going to lay off a significant portion of their workforce, which may impact you. The other thing is, at, especially at large companies, CEOs turn over really quickly. According to a study that I found in a quick Google research project, I mean, how else would I do that, right? CEOs are lasting for about five years right now. That actually seems pretty high to me at a large cap company, but let's say it's five years. So every five years, someone new is going to come in. They're going to have pressure to demonstrate some sort of change some sort of fresh new thinking. And often that's going to change the priorities and the agenda within that company. And of course, if that company is your whale account that you've been dependent upon, you may have a problem. And so here are my suggestions to diversify within that account so that you can brace for some of these impacts that will inevitably come at some point, of course, right? nothing is steady state. Everything is sort of in flux at all times. And so I would definitely recommend that you're going out and actively selling and building thought leadership and becoming the one and only choice in your market. I definitely recommend that you still do that. But in addition to that, if you diversify within this account, I think you will be better off. So I'm going to give you three really big ways that you can diversify within your largest accounts. So number one, of course, is to just add more contacts. Know more people within the company. So what this is going to address is if your contact leaves, if they get fired, if they get transferred to a different unit. So one of our big local companies here in Portland, Oregon is Nike, and they're very known for moving people around the company. GE is very known for this too. So definitely know if you're working with a company like that, how they approach management. Because if they approach management in such a way where they believe their employees should be exposed to new parts of the business, new functions within the business even, every one, two, three years, then you know for sure you're going to lose that contact. And so what you really need to do is find other contacts like that, and look for opportunities to add value to other people within that company. The way I would recommend doing this is going to your contact and asking them, who else do you know within the company who I might be able to help, who could benefit from the things that I do? Now, I'd really recommend that you do this looking for lateral contacts, so people who are on the same level as your existing champion and contact within that company. Or people who are above them. Obviously, going above them, not to cut them out or anything, or I'm not saying that in a negative way, but going above them gives you the opportunity to now potentially even have a higher quality contact than you had before. Another way to think about this is to go to different locations. So if you're working with a really large company, again, it really depends on how the company is structured, but let's say you're working with a client in the real estate industry most of their offices will be set up in a similar way. So they'll have people in sales, marketing, admin, IT at different locations because those locations serve a locality or a region. And so in a situation like that, I would want to know people at other locations if I could do my work remotely or at least semi-remotely. That would be a good time to get introduced to your contact's counterparts at different locations. Now that's really dependent on the types of accounts that you have and the type of work that you do. Like for me, I work remotely, so it doesn't really matter to me where people are as long as the time zone works out for us. That's all that really matters. So this strategy of getting introduced to people at different locations really works well for me. Another way you can think about adding more contacts is looking into different departments. So, for instance, if you did software development and you were working with the marketing department, you might want to know if product people or the engineering team or the IT team or the sales team or whoever you might want to work with, you might want to know if you can chat with some of them. Because, again, if priorities change for the marketing department you could very well be screwed but it's unlikely that all software development funding would be cut off by a company in the event of a change in priority very unlikely that that would happen especially for large companies and so that's another thing you can do is to look into different departments and how you can help different departments along the way so that's number 1 add more contacts so You can diversify within your account by adding more people whom you know and you can help and, especially, you have contracts with by just adding more contacts at that company. The next thing you can think about, my second piece of advice, is to add more services. Now, this works especially well if you're already offering, say, three, five, maybe even 10 services in your product offering. Now, this suggestion may be related to adding more contacts, of course, because if you're adding more services, those services may be consumed by other people in the company. Your contact may not be the right person to talk to about those services. But basically, here's the thing. There's something that I call the buyer's trust curve. And at the beginning, the acquisition part, which we all get so excited about, but is the hardest part of the whole thing. Acquisition is really difficult. It's really expensive. It takes a really long time. Once we have a contact within a company, we're much, much more likely to sell more within that company than we are to acquire a new client. That's just the way it is. I think it's something like seven times easier and more cost-effective to sell within an existing client. So this is really simple. If you're already offering a client, say, two services and you have 10 services, you're just going to make a little matrix. And on one of the axes, you're going to write out all of your services. And on the other axis, you're going to write out all your clients and you will put a little X in the boxes where you're providing services to these existing clients. And when you do that, what you'll find is all of the untapped opportunities you have to not only diversify your services within these large accounts, but also expand the scope of your engagement. What this represents is unrealized opportunity. And so you're going to want to go after that, of course, but it also gives you the opportunity to become more indispensable. Now, I do believe that everybody is replaceable. There's no one person in the world who is doing something that literally no one else could do even in an inferior way, like, of course, that's not true, right? But the more you offer, the more you help, the more you provide for these clients, the more you become something that looks like it's indispensable. Now, you may never fully get to indispensable, but you can definitely expand the scope of your engagement and de-risk your revenue that's tied to that client. So if you're already doing hundreds of thousands of dollars with a client, but you're only offering them two out of 10 services, if you added another service or two, you may be able to add more hundreds of thousands of dollars or more tens of thousands or whatever it is. But now you probably have access to a different budget or a different team within that company or a different agenda item or a different strategic initiative, right? So We can definitely diversify across different companies, which is probably the best kind of diversification. Some companies even go so far as to diversify across industries that presents a whole new set of challenges, which I don't have time to cover here, but you can also diversify within this company. And those two ways that I've already listed are number one, adding more contacts within that account. Number two, adding more services. The next thing I would recommend is to add more contacts at your own company who know this account. So for consultants, for account managers, for professional services providers, this can be a scary one because I know you're protective.